Well, hello there, my friend, and welcome back to Seven Figure Millennials, where you and I are working on a mission together to find out how we can prioritize our happiness, health, and relationships as we bring our biggest entrepreneurial dreams to life. If today is your very, very first episode, I want to say welcome. Super excited to have you here. And if you're returning, welcome back as always. But if you are new or returning, new friend or old friend, today we get to hop back in the time machine for the time machine part four. So this is a special installment of seven figure millennials where we go back in time and revisit the juiciest nuggets from previous episodes. So basically you're going to get the best wisdom from over five hours of content in 30 ish minutes. If this is the first time that you've experienced one of these, I'm going to give you a little bit of a lowdown as to what happens. But if you love this format, you can actually go back and listen to the other episodes that have followed this format. So those include episode number 57, episode number 62, and episode number 67. But here's the lowdown. As I said, we take the most valuable nuggets from previous episodes. We condense them into a 30-ish minute episode. It's a great way to be introduced to multiple guests, sample their content, and give you a chance to explore the full episode if you want to do that. And if you have listened to the episode, it's also great because it's a great review of some of the most powerful stories and concepts that are shared here on the show. So the way it works is I'm going to intro each episode with the bio of the person that's about to speak. So you get some context and a little bit about why I chose this clip. And then if you want to explore more, you can either head to the episode description, wherever you're listening and you're fine. You're going to find direct links to their episode on the seven figure millennial site, or I will make sure to repeat over and over again, the number of the episode. So wherever you're listening to this, whatever app you're on, you can always just really quickly scroll down and find the whole episode. So, which guests are appearing in the time machine today? We have five as always. And our first guest comes from episode number 45, which was Jeffrey Madoff. The title of that episode was having 110 employees and two factories at age 22, directing viral videos for Victoria's Secret and people management skills learned from a monkey. (laughs) Jeff is a awesome and very entertaining guest. So that was a very, very fun episode. I would highly recommend you check that out. And I shouldn't say that because every single episode is so good. So I'm going to say that after everyone. So I'm not going to say that anymore. Love you, Jeff. I love everybody else. (laughs) But the episode number two that we're going to dive into is episode number 12 with David Kelly. And the title was going from zero to $100,000 in month in revenue with zero marketing budget. The third clip we're going to dive into today is episode number 18 with Justin Chen, where the title was how a colorblind engineer turned 15 year serial entrepreneur is unleashing the power of instant market feedback on your business decisions. The fourth clip we're going to dive into was episode number 25 with Blair Dunkley, where the episode title was adding $757 million to his client's bottom line by using mind models and how you can rewire your mind for wealth. And last but not least is episode number 31 with Joanna Penn with the title selling 600,000 books, how AI and blockchain are shaping the future for content creators and how to reinvent yourself with New York Times bestselling author Joanna Penn. I just for some reason decided to include her name at the end and the beginning there. (laughs) So all that is to look forward to in this episode of the seven figure millennials time machine. And so what we're going to do is we're going to kick off the intro music and then we'll dive right in with the very first clip from B Jeffrey Madoff. If you had to pick between a making a ton of money, B being happy, healthy, and surrounded with people you love or C making a meaningful impact on the world, which would you choose? The good news is that today we don't have to choose. So the question is, how can entrepreneurs like you and me who have a vision for our lives and aren't willing to settle for anything less, 
How can we become financially successful and have a big impact while prioritizing our happiness, health, and relationships? You and I are on a mission to find out, and we have an incredible journey ahead of us. My name is Brandon Fong, and welcome to the 7 Figure Millennials Podcast. Jeffrey began his career as a fashion designer. He was chosen as one of the top 10 designers in the US. Then he switched careers to film and video production. Jeffrey directed award-winning commercials, documentaries, and web content around the world for clients such as Ralph Lauren, Victoria's Secret, and Tiffany. Jeffrey also works with private equity firms and investment banks such as Lazard to create the brand story for companies that are being sold or startups looking to attract investment. In his book, Creative Careers, Making a Living with Your Ideas, it is a best-selling Amazon book based on the class he teaches at Parsons School of Design. Jeffrey is also a playwright and theater producer. His play Personality, the Lloyd Price musical, based on the life of rock and roll Hall of Fame legend Lloyd Price, is premiering in March 2022 at People's Light Theater. He graduated with honors from the University of Wisconsin with degrees in philosophy and psychology, and he was also on the wrestling team, which combined with his academic studies prepared him for a life in the film business. So, Jeff is a very eclectic character, very intelligent, very smart guy. And in this clip that we chose, it's called How Hamilton Inspired a Viral Victoria's Secret Commercial and How You Can Boost Your Creativity. So you'll get a behind-the-scenes look about what was going through Jeff's head as he created a very viral video and how you can leverage that to actually apply inside of your business. So I pitched the whole idea to Victoria's Secret. They liked the idea. Uh, and then I talked to a composer and who I'd worked with before, a very talented guy. And uh, I said, so I want the soundtrack to be the sound of rain, the sound of lightning and thunder. And, and uh, there's no sound of lightning, is there? But it was <laughs> rain, rain and thunder. And then the tip of the umbrella is wood. And we're going to be on a concrete floor. So the tapping of the tip of the umbrella on the floor and the popping sound that the umbrella makes because you press a button and go, boom, you know, opens up. That's, those are your instruments. And he laughed and said, you're kidding. And I said, no, th that's what I want you to do. Go out on the sidewalk and I'm sending you the umbrella, record the tip of the umbrella. And those are all your percussion instruments. And then you've got the rain underneath and the thunder. And he said, Okay. He said, I love this. I can't believe the shit that you challenged me with. <laughs> and I said, well, let's do it. Let's do it. And he did a brilliant job. And so it worked out really well. It was phenomenally successful. And the success was gauged by not just how many people watched it, it moved umbrellas. <laughs> you know, the gift with purchase promotion was very successful. And if I had not gone to Hamilton, and thinking, God, I want to do something in a musical vein and really turn this into something really cool and unexpected. Uh, and so I ended up also hiring uh, Stephanie Clemens, who is the associate choreographer for Hamilton, to work with me on it. And she did a marvelous job. And it was a total blast and it was successful. So the, the real takeaway from that is constantly expose yourself to the best work out there. Go to theater, go to museums, uh, go to watch movies, uh, go down the rabbit holes. You can go down on YouTube to look at, at creative influences and inspiration. Listen to music, go to meetups, meet with people who you never met, met with before and just talk to them about stuff and constantly be bringing in 
all kinds of inputs to you because the more you expose yourself to ideas, the more little dots start connecting in your neural firings and the more those constellations can form and inform ideas that you have. So I knew about Hamilton. I knew about Busby Berkeley. I knew about Bob Fosse. And so it's all of those kinds of things that can help feed your creativity and to do fun work. Once again, that was episode number 45 with B. Jeffrey Madoff. Make sure you go check out the description to find the full episode or scroll down to episode number 45 to explore that. Our next clip comes from David Kelly, who is episode number 12 on the podcast. David is a dear friend of mine, and he is the wizard behind AppSumo Originals, which is a $3 million SaaS business with products like King Sumo, SendFox, Sumo, TidyCal, SleekBio, and so much more. And in this specific episode, we talk specifically about how David grew SendFox from $0 to $100,000 in monthly revenue with a $0 marketing or ad budget. It was a super fun episode. And even before David's experience with AppSumo, he was the first full-time marketer for Student Loan Hero, which sold to LendingTree for $60 million in 2018. And in this clip that we chose, David talks about how to craft killer copy. And this is so important, especially as somebody that has written so many emails and he's an email marketer. He has an email software that he produces. I asked him, what are the commonalities of crafting killer messaging that actually gets people to take action? So here's David with his insights. So the way I always think about marketing is really kind of a foundation of two things. The first thing is if I am a person reading this piece of marketing material, what would I want to hear? And none of us want to hear about the features. Going back to the Coca-Cola example, it's like they don't talk about the features of their process to like make carbonated soda water. They talk about the features of like just being happy like how it is to be happy. So when I think of marketing and I think of good emails, I always think of that. I say, what would I be wanting to feel with this email if I was an end user? And how could I, I accomplish that? And then the other thing I think about with email marketing and marketing in general is we're so inundated with so much stuff nowadays. Mm-hmm. So I always like to use simple phrasing and I always use, like to use short emails and short copy because I visualize my reader as someone who's like on the toilet or running in between appointments (laughs) or like walking down the street as they're also like getting a phone call from their mom. There's so much going on in our lives that I think we're getting back to the point where we want to make sure that our marketing is simple. We want to make sure that our email is simple. So I don't care when I read about marketing myself, I don't care where it's like, surfing is a great example you mentioned earlier. I don't care if it's like, Hey, here's this like 40 liter surfboard that has like these features. I want to see surfers just like going to town on that board, just like (laughs) crushing waves, looking awesome. And I want the copy to be something like the one board you need for every type of wave, something simple like that. Right. And that's so critical with how we write emails too. It's like, we always try to overcomplicate things as marketers. We try to make it more sophisticated language to show we're smart, to really be unique and different. And it's like half the best email marketing copy and and most of the best email copy or marketing copy in general I see is like 
written like a second grader could understand it. Yep. The best solution for this, feel better, be happier, just stuff like that. That's all we want. We're all just kind of aiming for the same things we were aiming for when we were younger. We just don't need to complicate the wording. (laughs) So much value there because it is super easy to say, oh, I feel like I'm writing an email to 100,000 people when I was running Jonathan's email list of 100,000 people and you lose sight of like, at the end of the day, you're ending in one person's email inbox. You're not talking to 100. Yes, you are talking to 100,000 people, but you need to talk to one person at a time. And like, I'm always looking at how can I make this simpler? If I have a comma, how can I turn that into a period and make it into two separate sentences? Like how can I make it as succinct and tight as possible? And how can I delete half? If I had to delete half this email, what would I delete? Once again, that was David Kelly, episode number 12. Make sure you check out the full episode in the bio or scroll down to find episode number 12. Our next clip comes from episode number 18 with Justin Chen. Justin Chen is a co-founder of PickFu and serial entrepreneur of 15 years. PickFu is the fastest and simplest way to receive consumer feedback. Just write a question, provide two options, and then PickFu will bring you 50 or more respondents in as little as 15 minutes providing feedback on the questions that you just asked. PickFu is used by thousands of businesses, including self-published authors, FBA sellers, CPG companies, some of the largest mobile game companies, startups, and marketing agencies. And I'll also toss in myself. I actually ran a PickFu test uh, on the icon for the podcast. So there was an old one that I used. I tested up against this one and actually used the data to make a decision to change the logo for the podcast. So fun fact there. Justin has a passion for creating automated technology solutions that solve problems people didn't even know existed. And as a firm believer in remote work and work-life balance, he breaks up his work day by shuttling his two kids between school and all their various activities through Los Angeles traffic. And in this clip, Justin is going to share a major automation trap that holds many entrepreneurs back. And this is something that I personally experienced. And so when Justin shared it, I'm like, yes, we need to make sure we're sharing this with people because it is very easy to fall into this as a entrepreneur that loves building things. So here's Justin on how to avoid a major automation trap that will cost you time and money. I think as, as an engineer, you, you typically do want to automate, processize things. Um, but I think the, uh, I think the, the thing, the mistake that too many people make is they, they try to process size or automate things too early in the process. Yes. Yep. Um, and so what we always try to advise our team and what we try to do is like, you know, there's this concept of like, do things that don't scale. Right. Yes. Yep. It, very early, like. Maybe you think that this is going to be really awesome and we're going to find this automated process and a VA is going to do it for me, but like, you got to do it yourself. Like, and it, yes. it may suck because it's like really manual, like you're emailing people and, and you're following up with them directly, but until you know it works, like there's no point in, in automating it. So I think that actually goes against like an engineering uh, mindset where you just want to like, oh, I just want to like offshore this and like systemize it. But like, no, you got to do it yourself first. And we advise our team to do that as well. Like you may not think this is going to scale and it probably doesn't scale. But until you prove that this process works and we've refined it, then we'll automate it. Once again, that was episode number 18 with Justin Chen. And our next guest is 
Blair Dunkley from episode number 25. Blair has devoted over 40 years to researching and applying behavioral pattern change, 37 of which he spent developing mind models. As a certified master trainer of life skills coaches and head of behavioral research at Life Skills College, he also developed a one-of-a-kind language-based profiling system that he calls the Blair Dunkley Profiling Method. During his career, Blair served as the vice president and then CEO of Life Skills Colleges, which grew to 23 campuses across the country. Blair also developed an international consulting, coaching, and training practice. And in a 10-year period, through training his corporate clients in the use of mind models, he has lifted the top line of his client companies by $757 million. His methodologies help people break through barriers, blocks, and beliefs, get unstuck, and minimize frustration and overwhelm. As a result, students and corporate clients alike change their lives and improve business success. I have actually been profiled by Blair, which is kind of creepy. Like you talk for 30 seconds, maybe sometimes even less, and he can tell based on how you're speaking, how you think, and therefore he can coach you on all this kind of stuff. So it's kind of crazy, uh, funny, fun experience to go through. But in this clip, Blair talks about how you can reduce your refund or return rate from the average of 35% to 2% based on what his experience is of creating a buying culture versus a selling culture. So this is actually a really large topic and I think we dive into this a lot in the full episode. So this is just a little bit of a teaser about what could happen if you create an environment that is causing people to actually want to buy from you instead of needing to be sold. They have to know that telling is selling, asking questions helps a problem-solving process, which is actually buying. So you want to get people curious. And the power of curiosity is crazy because it actually drives the power of choice. And the power of choice is the thing that people need to be able to do. But if you drive people into decisions, as most people um, in most sales companies and trainings do, They want the person to make a decision to buy. It feels manipulative. So people know this. So quit trying to do that. Because in just, again, tested results, people between um, 15 to 35% of cold clients coming in will refund when you're buying a high-end ticket uh, item. They'll just go, I got talked into this. I don't like it. And almost everywhere, you can force a company to refund you the money within 10 days of a purchase, almost everywhere. Now, when people choose, you have like 2%. And it's usually because they can't figure out their financing. They can't put that deal together. But it's 2% refund rate. So 35, well, between 15 and 35%, down to 2%, you get to retain it. Once again, that was episode number 25 with Blair Dunkley. Highly encourage you to go check out that full episode by either checking out the description or scrolling down to episode number 25. Our last guest of the day is New York Times bestselling author Joanna Penn, which was episode number 31. 
Joanna Penn writes nonfiction for authors and is an award-nominated New York Times and USA bestselling thriller author as J.F. Penn. She's written over 30 books, has sold over 600,000 books in 149 countries and in six languages. She's also an international professional speaker and award-winning creative entrepreneur. In 2018, she was awarded the Publishing Commentator of the Year by Digital Book World. Her show, The Creative Pen Podcast, has been downloaded over 4 million times in 220 countries. And in this clip, Joanna is going to share how she has attracted thousands of raving fans with no marketing strategy. You heard me right. It was really fun and really refreshing to hear her approach on this. And so I'm going to let Joanna share exactly how she did that. So just kind of curious to get your insights on on somebody that's podcasted for years and how you've developed your marketing strategy around Kevin Kelly's 1000 True Fans concept. Mm, I got to say, I never had a marketing strategy. So I think you, again, just following what you enjoy and following, and in fact, similar to you, I know you have this conversation, connection, power of connection thing you talk about. I started podcasting because I had no friends, uh, no author friends, and I wanted to meet other creatives. So I started podcasting to meet people and it turned into so much more. So in terms of the Thousand True Fans, I had not not heard of that at that point. I think Kevin written it, but I hadn't heard about it at that point. But Mm. the idea, is that and we all know about the marketing funnel the fact is lots for example this podcast uh let's say ten thousand people listen to this half of them might have turned off already they're like who's that random english girl (laughs) (laughs) some of them might carry on to the end some of them might go to my website some of them might go listen to my podcast years down the track some of them might buy some of my books or become one of my patrons or something like, or hire me to do some, to speak at some amazing conference. And so this is how we have to think. You have to think about, yeah, I'm going to put myself out there into the world, being my authentic self, which is what we're doing today. And the thousand true fans idea is that some of those people will filter down to care about you and they will say i you know i want to buy a book direct from joanna because then she gets 90% royalties or i know the podcast is free but i'm going to become a patron because i find it valuable or these types of things so for me all i have literally done for over a decade is try and share what I learn on the creative pen and what I think about in my fiction. And those people who resonate with me will stick around and some of them might become true fans and and other people will go away. And that's fine because we all do that. You know, we all find people we resonate with and then we uh, find others we don't. So that's really important to tap into as well. So it doesn't have to be so much a marketing strategy as understanding that who you are, like we came back to earlier, who you are is unique and you will attract people who resonate with you and your voice, which is why podcasting is so awesome. But your voice, you know, is more than just your actual voice. It's who you are, your attitude, your positivity, all of those things. And I think that's the most important thing. 
Well, there you have it, my friend. We have just returned from the time machine. And again, as a quick recap, if you were running or washing dishes where your hands are wet and you wanted to revisit an episode, I'm just going to give you a quick rehash of who we heard from today. So our first guest was episode number 45 with Jeffrey Madoff, where he talked about how he created the viral Victoria's Secret ad. The second clip was David Kelly. Episode number 12, where he talked about how writing, how you can write copy effectively to actually engage people and get them to take action. Our third clip was number eight, episode number 18 with Justin Chen, where he talked about the major automation trap that can hold you back inside of your business. Our fourth clip was with Blair Dunkley, episode number 25, and how you can reduce your refund rate to 2% from 35% as the industry average. And then our fifth and final clip was Joanna Penn, who was episode number 31, where she talked about how she's built raving fans without a marketing plan at all. So again, go check out that full episode. And again, you and I have safely returned from the time machine, hopefully we didn't alter the future too much, but (laughs) I look forward to hearing you on my next interview, hanging out with you. And then we will return again with another time machine clip to revisit some effective and incredible stories from the past.